Thank you for taking the time to listen to this audio sermon from Apostolic Worship Center. Our prayer is that you'll be encouraged and blessed by the anointed Word of God. If you'd like more information about Apostolic Worship Center and its ministries, visit our website at www.awcnorman.com. AWC, Missionary Brandon and Molly Borders and their family, they came in just before camp meeting. It's been a frenzied week, them coming in and camp meeting, and so they've not hardly even got to draw draw a breath of air, but uh, we're so thankful they're here with us. He'll be in and out over the next month or so. They start deputation the end of August, and uh, so they'll be in and out over the next month, and when they're here, we're going to utilize this ministry, and he's going to be preaching to us, and we're just going to believe God for great and wonderful things. Are you ready to hear the word of the Lord today? Praise God. Praise God. Is anybody ready to hear the word of God? I need that word planted in my heart. I I need it down in my spirit. So would you put your hands together and welcome missionary Brandon Borders. Amen. Can we clap our hands to the Lord now? Hallelujah, Lord. We praise you. We worship you. We give you glory. For there is no one like you, Lord. There is none that can compare to you, mighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord is good. Amen. I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning. I'm thankful to be in the presence of the Lord. Amen. As my father said, we landed... uh, Thursday, thank you. Uh, we landed last Thursday, about midnight, and uh, we we rushed in and went to camp. And uh, most days, I didn't know what day it was. I didn't know what time it was. In fact, my computer still tells me that it is 3:45 a.m. on Monday morning. Uh, so they've already had church in New Zealand. And praise God, they had a great move of God. Been seeing it online. Uh, I'm thankful for what God did in New Zealand yesterday, but I'm thankful for what God is doing here in Norman today. Amen? If you're here today and you need something from the Lord, God is here. Amen? If you're here today and you need something from the Lord, God is able and He's willing to meet your need right now. Do you believe that? Amen. Amen. Praise God. If you have your Bibles today, I want to hurry to the Word of the Lord. I don't think I'm going to preach long today. I'd like to believe that I'm still very short-winded. My wife tells me the more I've preached, the longer I've gotten. But I rebuke that in Jesus' name. We're turning in our Bibles this morning to a very familiar passage of Scripture. The book of Psalms, chapter 23. Some of you probably don't even need your Bibles. You could probably quote it. We're turning to Psalms, chapter 23. If you're finding that in your Bibles today, I just want to uh, thank my Father for allowing me to, uh, number one, live with Him for the next month and a half, <clears throat> and open His doors to a bunch of, oh, Mom too, yes, o- open their doors to a bunch of homeless missionaries, and for allowing me to speak today. Now, I, I'm in an unenviable position this morning because we just came from camp meeting, and camp meeting was good. We heard some phenomenal preaching. Uh, every service that I was there, I was 
blessed, I was encouraged, and y'all been there, and y'all been hearing that, now you're going to come hear me. And uh, I got a bit of a complex. But you know, the Lord's been dealing with me lately about worrying a little less about what the message makes me look like, and a little more about just ministering to the people of God. And so I can't impress you today. I couldn't if I tried. So I'm just not going to try to impress you, but by the help of the Holy Ghost, I'm going to minister today. Amen. So Psalms chapter 23, verse number 1, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. This is a short chapter. We're just going to read the whole thing. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me, Thy rod and Thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy, surely, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. I want to draw your attention to verse number 5. He's just talked about where he's walking and what he's in. And then he says, you prepare a table. And there's guests that are invited to this dinner party. And they ain't my friends. And they're not seeking my good. But it's in the presence of enemies that I sit down at a table prepared by the Lord. And so for the next few moments... By the help of the Lord, I want to minister from this subject, dining in unexpected places. Amen. Dining in unexpected places. Amen. If you would, let's go to the Lord one more time in prayer. Let's ask that God would help us today, that He would minister to us. Lord, we thank You now for this opportunity to be in the presence of the Lord. We thank You now, God, that we are here and we feel Your presence and Your touch. But now, God, we're here. We've come to the Word. And I'm asking you today that you would anoint my lips of clay. That, God, you would speak through me as your servant. God, I've got nothing to give these people. There's nothing in me that is going to help them. But, Lord, if you would work, if you would speak, if you would move today, I know that someone would be encouraged and strengthened and changed. And we thank you now, God, for what you have done and what you will do today in Jesus' precious name. And would you clap your hands to the Lord this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated this morning. On this Christian walk that we are on, we serve an invisible God. And the Bible says that He's a spirit. And uh, I can't see Him. I don't know about you, but I've never seen God. I've never even seen an angel. Maybe some of you have seen angels. I don't know, but I've, I've never seen an angel except for my wife. Trying to get brownie points. You've got to take every chance you can. And so this, this invisible God that we serve and that we are attempting to walk with, he, he does not leave us just out here on an island, if you will, just guesswork, but this God that we serve interacts with us. 
this God that we serve comes to where we are and he interacts with those that are seeking after him. And I find that there are two primary ways that God interacts with mankind. The first is through the presence of God or through the Spirit of God, if you will. In fact, Jesus likens the Spirit to the wind in John chapter 3 and verse number 8. He says, The wind blows where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but you cannot tell where it came from or where it's going, and so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. I cannot quantify for you today the wind. It would be difficult for me to explain the origins of where a particular breeze came from or to pinpoint on a map when it will end. But if I told you today it's windy, you would know what I'm talking about. I feel a cool breeze. You know what I'm talking about, though you can't quantify it, though you may not even know what it looks like. You have felt it. And the same is true of this Spirit of God this presence that we felt already on this Sunday morning, it is invisible. I cannot tell you what it looks like or how much it weighs or whether it is so tall or so wide. But if I told you today I feel the presence of God, every person under the sound of my voice could say, yes, I agree. I know what you're talking about. I have felt the presence of the Lord. And when we feel the presence of God, when we are touched by the Spirit of the Lord, there is an effect. God does not just come through to give me goosebumps. God doesn't come through just to make me feel spiritual so that I can go out and live how I want to. But there is an effect of the presence of God. There is something that happens when the Spirit of the Lord begins to move. And we could go down many roads today, but we'll look at Psalms chapter 16 and verse number 11 for one of these effects. And the psalmist says, Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence there is the fullness of joy. When I feel the presence of the Lord, there is the totality of peace. There is the perfection of joy and satisfaction. Can I just pause here at the very beginning of this message on this Sunday morning and tell you that nothing will satisfy your soul like the presence of God can. There is nothing in this world that can do for you what one touch, what one moment in the Spirit of God will do for you. You can spend your whole life amassing riches and wealth and honor, but it will not satisfy you. You will not die a happy man. But if you can find yourself a place where you can meet God, you can say with the psalmist, in His presence there is a fullness of joy. I'm satisfied when I find the presence of God. Uh, I can give my life to a lot of things. I can give my life to a lot of pursuits and some good things. I'm not against making money, and I'm not against big houses, and I'm not against titles and education. I, I hope you have all of those things, but there is nothing that can do for you what the Spirit of God will do at His right hand. There are pleasures forevermore in His house. I'm satisfied. 
You want to know how to be happy in 21? Find the presence of the Lord. You want to know how to have joy in 2021? Find yourself a place of prayer and say, God, I want to feel the touch of the Holy Ghost. I want to feel the presence of God. That's the effect. Hallelujah. That's the effect of the presence of the Lord. There is something that begins to happen when I'm in this house. normally have heat and air and so I I got used to preaching without it but if I can find myself in the presence of God if I can find there's a lot of people there's a lot of people that say well I'm not going to go to church today because I got this or that I got this meeting. I got to do that. Can I tell you, you got to get into the house of God because one moment right here is going to do more. Don't you ever miss the house of the Lord. Well, I'm just passing through, so don't get mad at the messenger. But I want to tell you today, this is the place to be. You get in here on Sunday morning. You get in here on Sunday night. You get in here on Wednesday night. And it won't be long before you say, I got joy, unspeakable, and full of glory. Because there's something that happens in the presence of my God. Ah, it'll do more for you than an hour of sleep will. It'll do more for you than a little rest will. It'll... Because there's an effect when God begins to interact with His people through the moving of the presence of God. In thy presence is fullness of joy. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. That's the first way he interacts is through his presence. But there's yet another way that he interacts with his people, and that is through the word of the Lord. Thank God when I can shout and dance and feel his presence. That's good. That's biblical. That's right. I like that. Praise God when I can lift my hands and feel the move of the Holy Ghost. But praise God when a preacher stands behind a pulpit and declares to me the word of the Lord because this word has an effect too. This word is going to make me wise unto salvation. This word is going to give me strength when I'm weak. This word is going to give me direction when I don't know where to go. And if I can get into the house of the Lord and hear a preacher begin to preach to me, he says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. And I may come in a little weak. Hallelujah. I may come in looking at my problems. I may come in worried and full of fear. But if I can just hear the word of God, it produces something in this soul of mine. And it begins to turn something over. Praise God that a preacher preached to me. In fact, Ezekiel... The prophet Ezekiel describes this word (laughs) like honey for sweetness. Ezekiel chapter 3, the Lord tells him, eat this scroll, eat this thing. And he says, it was sweetness to me. It fed me. The the, the literal translation, when you read those verses in Ezekiel chapter 3, God commands him, he says, fill your belly with this word. And it's going to be sweet to you. You know what, there's a lot of people that look at this word and they say it's bitter to me. Because I can't do this 
and it gives me that command. It's so restrictive. It ties me up. It tells me to do this and not do that. Tells me i got to forgive them and abstain from that thing. Can I tell you, if you'll just get into the Word, it'll feed you and it'll be sweet. It'll be perfect. It'll be just what you need. This Word is not bitter. This Word does not constrain you. This Word does not restrict you. This Word will bless you. This Word... This word's going to keep you from sin. That's why the word of the Lord, the psalmist says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God because this word's going to guide my every step. This word's going to tell me what to do and how to live a holy life and how to live a righteous life. This word has an effect upon me that when I'm weak, it gives me strength. When I'm fearful, it gives me faith. When I'm dealing with sin, it leads me out of it. When I'm trapped and bound by addictions, it makes me wise unto salvation. This word is good for me. That's why not just do I show up for the worship, but I show up for the word because it's going to produce something in me. This word, because it don't... Let me just pause for a moment. This word is sweet in the end, but it don't always feel good to me, brother. There's times when this word is more like a plow than it is honey to me. There's times that this word, the preacher begins to preach. I wish he'd move on to another point. There's times when the preacher begins to preach and I start rationalizing my mind. I know you don't do this, Brother Sean. Sometimes I do. I'm carnal. But sometimes I start saying, well, you know, that's not really me. I didn't really do that. He's not talking to me. But you know what? If I'll let the plow get sunk in a little bit, if I won't get mad when the Word goes forth, I'll find that in the end it produces something in me. And all of a sudden there's fruit that begins to grow. And I'll say, boy, that's sweet. Boy, that's perfect. Look what this Word has made me into. Because the Word will have an effect in your life. And it's God interacting with man through His presence. And God interacting with man through His Word. And if this is the way that God interacts, if this is the way that God chooses to produce something in me, if this is the way that God chooses to work in me, I've got to be hungry and ready for it. Can I tell you what we need in this modern era? We need a revival of hunger to be fed in the presence of the Lord. We need a revival of desire for the things of God. I know there's a lot of temptations and I know there's a lot of distractions and you could spend your time doing a lot of other things but what I need right now is a revival saying I'm hungry. I got to get to the presence of God. I'm hungry. I got to get to the word of the Lord. When you wake up in the morning, you got to say, God, let me dine on the presence of the Lord before I go to work. In the middle of the day, God, I'm hungry. I need a little word from you. I got to get strength and sustenance. Uh, we need a revival of a biblical mindset of the way things were, about how, how they considered the things of God. Job says it like this in Job chapter 23 and verse number 12. He says, I have esteemed. 
the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. I thought that the things of God were more important to dine on, would do more good for me than physical manna. This word is better than Taco Bell. I got to get a revival of a biblical understanding. The psalmist writes in Psalms chapter 27 and verse number 4, he says one thing. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that's what I'm going to go after. That's what I'm going to seek for, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever. All the days of my life beholding his beauty, dear friend, i got to desire it like the psalmist desired it. There's just one thing I want out of this life. There's just one thing I'm hungry for. There's just one thing that matters. I'm hungry to be fed in the house of the Lord. Again, the psalmist says it like this in Psalms chapter 63 and verse number 1. Oh God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul. <laughs> my soul's been in a barren land. My soul's been in a land of fear. My soul's been in a land of hunger, of spiritual drought. But my soul began to thirst. My soul began to hunger. My soul began to desire. I've desired this of the Lord. And I hunger and I thirst for the things of God. And Jesus himself says it in Matthew chapter 4. He says, man shall not live by bread alone. You hear me now on this Sunday morning. I'm trying to help you right now. You cannot live off the things of this life alone. Oh, you can live a physical life. You'll live and die and all that's well and good. And you may be a great man and woman and remembered for many generations. But you cannot live a spiritual life living in this world. I've got to live off of the things that come from the things of God. And last. The Apostle Peter will say it in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 2 as newborn babes desire, desire the sincere milk of the Word that you may grow thereby. We need a revival of hunger. Can I tell you what I see or, uh, in New Zealand and in America too because they're a lot alike. Can I tell you what I see is a bunch of distractions? What I see is a whole bunch of folks filling up, dining on the things of the world, and God's calling us back to the table saying, I want to feed you with better manna. I want to feed you with my presence. I want to feed you from my word. Don't get full up on that stuff of the world. I got something for you in the house of God. This is where my desire is. This is where my hunger is. And when church isn't happening tomorrow, I'm still hungry and I'm coming back for more. And on Tuesday, when it's not camp meeting, I'm still hungry and I'm going to open up the Word and feed my soul. And on Wednesday, Bible studies that night, but I'm too hungry to wait, so I'm going to get on my knees in prayer. Feed me, Lord, from the things of God. Huh. That's what we need. We need a revival of hunger. We need a revival of hunger for the things of God where it takes the precedence over everything else. Oh, help us, Holy Ghost. Where God sits on the throne and He's the number one and He has preeminence in my life and everything comes under Him. It's God and then everything else. 
That's how my life has got to be ordered. It's God and then everything else. Everything can line up behind him. Everything can come underneath him. But I'm hungry for the things of God. Hallelujah. The effect of his presence is joy. The effect of his word is strength and wisdom. And can I tell you this today? The devil knows he can't stop the effect of those things. Can I help you today? The devil cannot rob you of the joy that you get in his presence. If you can get in there, the devil can't take it from you. What's the old song we used to sing? The world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. If I can get into his presence, if I can get into his word, the devil cannot stop the effect. I'm not going to read the words. Well, that was of no effect to me. Even when you can't feel it, it has an effect. The devil cannot take it. But can I tell you what the devil can do? He can distract you so much that you're not hungry for it. He can, he can turn your attention this way and that until you don't even think about it. Can I help, help you today that there are things in this world that can rob you of the effects, not because they will take it and render the things of God of no effect, but it's going to keep you from the table. And the devil knows if I can keep you from eating, if I can keep you from dining, I can keep you from the effects of it. If I can keep you from dining, I can keep you from the blessing. If I can keep you out of church, and if I can keep you out of the Word, I can keep you messed up. Because there's things that will rob your appetite for the things of God. Now carnality, you know about, we're not going down that road today, but sin's a good way to mess up your appetite. But this is where we're going today. Fear. Fear, I said fear, can rob you of your appetite for the things of God. Stress and worry can distract you from the table that God has prepared before you. I was reading some time back some study that was done. The majority of the people in the world are stress eaters. When you get stressed, let me get back to my notes and I'll tell you the, the word from the article. Cortisol. I don't even know that I pronounced it right. Your brain releases some kind of chemical when it's under stress called cortisol. And it makes you crave sugary, fatty foods. That's why when you get stressed, you can plow through a bag of Doritos and not even realize it until your hand hits the end of the bag. You ever got to the end of the candy bar and said, Hey, who took it? It was you. You're stressed. You ever blame your spouse for taking something? Hey, you eat my popcorn? It was right here. No, you ate it. You're stressed. Anybody would be honest today and say, I'm a stress eater. <laughs> I get under a little pressure, and, and I ain't looking for apples and bananas. 
I'm looking for Rocky Road ice cream. I'm headed to Chick-fil-A, not to get the chicken, but to get the, the cookie. That's what most of us are. We get so stressed that we eat. I'm different. I'm unique. According to this article, I'm special, honey. You got something special. According to this article, I belong to 31% of the population that has the exact opposite effect. When I get stressed, I can't eat. When I get worked up, my mind gets so consumed with the problem, my stomach turns into knots. And the thought of eating makes me sick. The very idea of sitting down and eating just makes it worse. So that when I begin to get stressed and anxious and worried, I start losing weight. It's the best diet plan there is, but it's not good for my health. I've lost 20 pounds before going through stress. Because there's something about the effects of stress and worry and fear and anxiety that it turns my stomach and perhaps you're here today and you can say yeah that's me too uh, when I'm in a situation it begins to twist things into knots and I begin to worry and fear and I can't sleep at night and my spouse sits down to eat my kids are dining but I can't eat because all I'm thinking about is the problem that I've got. Can I tell you today that it is the devil's plan to get you so focused on the worry, to get you so focused on the fear, to get you so focused on your enemies that you can't dine on the things of God and you can't feel peace and joy and you can't feel the effects because you're not even dining because all you're thinking about is the problem. Can I be a little honest today? There's been times that I starved myself in the Spirit because I was praying, but I wasn't seeking the presence of God. My prayer time was grumble time. And I'd go to the Lord and say, Now God, you see this, and you know that, and oh God, i got to have help over here. And there's nothing wrong with that. Come boldly before the throne of grace and make your petitions known. That's Bible and that's good. But I got to the place where that was all my prayer time was and I wasn't seeking the things of God. It was just, God, here's my problem. And the next day, God, here's my problem. God, here. And I would come out of my prayer time feeling worse than when I came in because I hadn't sought the presence of God. I hadn't sought after the things of the Lord. All I cared about was deliverance from my problem. And if I didn't get a miracle, it wasn't successful to me. And if I didn't get an answer, then it had no effect. And the devil said, I got him. Oh, friend, hear me on this Sunday morning. I've come today and I have felt the presence of the Lord to tell you that you are wasting what God wants to give you because you've been praying for a miracle that you haven't got. And God's telling you today, you got to learn to eat in the presence of enemies. you got to learn to dine when I haven't given you a miracle. you got to learn to find peace even in the midst of problems that are going on in your life. 
<laughs> the psalmist God starts to walk through the valley and he says, I found a table. Yes, it's time to eat. And God said, I have set the table in the presence of enemies. It's time to eat. It's time to come to church. It's time to pray and you sit down and your family problem's still there. And your job situation and the finances and COVID. And it's all at the table. God send them away so I can eat. But I'll preach to myself because I did it. And I sat down and said, God, send the enemies away so I can dine. Send them away so I can get the effects of the presence of God. God, deliver me. Banish the enemies. And God said, I'm going to bless you in their presence. I may not banish them when you want me to. I may not send them away when you thought it was time. You may have to sit down and in the presence of enemies say, I feel the presence of the Lord in the midst of problems. But you're sick in your body. But I've got peace that flows like a river. Oh, friend, God's calling you to the table on this Sunday morning. God's calling you to the table. The master calleth, come and dine. The master calleth, come and dine. Oh, but preacher, I got problems that you don't know about. But if God set the table, it'll be all right. Ah. But my bank account's in the red. Give me a miracle first, and then we'll move forward. And God said, dine, 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 and everything will be all right. Oh, friend, there is peace that passes all understanding. Peace don't pass understanding when it makes sense. When everything's right, of course I got peace. When everything's going well, of course I got peace. But peace that passes all understanding comes when I'm dining in the presence of enemies. And when things aren't right, hey, pass the presence. It'll be all right. What are you doing? It's okay. I got peace. I got peace. There is joy. Perfect joy in His presence. I believe in a God of miracles. I believe in a God of deliverance. I believe in a God that will bring you out. But I believe in a God that is telling you today, seek my presence. Seek the things of God. You get a blessing in their presence and then everything will be all right. Help us, Holy Ghost. Too many of us are living our Christian life from crisis to crisis. Oh, God, help me. Woo, he helped me. Oh, God, help me. Woo, he helped me. Oh, God. This crisis to crisis. Miracle to miracle. Praise God for it. But you're going to get to heaven dragging if you go from miracle to miracle and crisis to crisis. God said, I want you to go from meal 
to meal. I want you to go from glory to glory. I'll deal with the enemy that are at the table. I'll deal with the sickness in your body. I'll deal with the finances. I'll deal with the family. I'll deal with the job. I'll deal with the things in the past. I'll deal with tomorrow. I want you to walk from meal to meal, from presence to presence, from joy to joy, from peace to peace. <laughs> and God is going to lead me in this man. Oh, someone clap your hands to the Lord right now. <laughs> the psalmist sits down. Thou preparest. Verse number five. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemy. I don't know what that table must have been like. I don't know everything he was referencing. And I don't know, but maybe his enemies weren't even silent. Maybe he had to dine amidst the talk. Maybe he had to dine with the devil in his ear. Maybe he had to lift his hands and dine with the devil telling him it ain't going to be all right. Maybe the enemy at the table were still talking. Maybe the enemy at the table had brought their sword and set it on the table. Maybe the enemy at the table had said, you know what, I've destroyed others like you, and I'm going to destroy you. And the psalmist said, I'll have to eat here. I'll have to dine here. I'll have to find peace here. Even when the enemies are talking and threatening and moving and being active. But if I can ever learn to just dine, if I could ever learn to just dine at the table that the master set for me. It's not where I want to be. I want to be in the palace. I don't want to be in the valley. I want to be uh, with the riches of glory, not in the presence of enemies. But if I can learn to dine in the valley with the enemies, there's going to be revelation that comes. Oh, help us, Holy Ghost. If I can ever learn to dine where God set the table, I'll find that there was a reason why God set the table right there. You see, the psalmist begins to talk and he tells him, he says, Thou anointest my head with oil. I understand there's been a lot of things. I've heard preachers preach this a hundred different ways. But this is what I've studied and this is the way I'm going to preach it. This is what I've read. In biblical times, it was customary. Come here, Brother Cohen, will you be my helper? You're going to be my diner today. In biblical times, it was customary to anoint the head of someone that had been chosen and favored. And he said, here I am dining amongst enemies. He said, thou anointest my head with oil in the presence of enemies. You see, if I can learn to dine. If I can learn to be in the presence of God, if I can learn to be fed from the Word of God, even when my enemies are present, I'll find that I am anointed of God. And my enemies begin to look at me and say, wait a minute, that man... That woman, that saint of God is chosen. They would have never got the revelation had they not been at the table to see. 
Had he banished them and then anointed them, the revelation would have never happened. But while he sat there, he said, you know what? Thou anointest my head with oil. And the enemies and the problems had to look at that man and say, you know what? He is blessed and highly favored of God. There's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can work against him. There is no weapon that shall prosper. There is nothing that can bring him down because he's blessed. Saying to God, I want to help you right now. You're dining in the presence of enemies, but there's revelation that's coming. You are the child of God. You're blessed. You're highly favored. You're the apple of his eye. God's not going to let you fall. And he wants you and your enemies to know that you're anointed. They can't touch you. God is working on your behalf. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. And if I could ever get that revelation, I'd walk a little taller. If I could ever get that revelation, I'd walk with a little more faith. How'd you get that confidence? I dined in unexpected places. I got revelation. My enemies know who I am. My problems know who I am. I'm anointed of God. You're anointed. You're anointed. You're the child of God. You're the child of God. You're protected by the Almighty God. You walk with God. You dine with God. And God's going to watch out for you. He said, not only... Am I anointed? He anoints my head. But he says, my cup runs over. He blesses me more than I ever deemed possible. He blesses me beyond what I'm ever able to hold. And I wouldn't have had it. I wouldn't have found the revelation of anointing. I wouldn't have found the revelation of blessing, plenteous in multitude, had I not sat down and ate in an unexpected. Finally, I'm drawing to a close. Musicians, you can come. The psalmist declares in the final verse, he says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemy. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. When he could do that, when he could finally do that, he finally declares, Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. When I learned how to dine in an unexpected place. When I learned how to seek his presence in the presence of my enemies. When I learned how to be blessed when everything was going wrong. When I learned how to sit down and wait when everything seemed to scream inside of me, run. When I learned that, I saw who God was and what he was doing in my life and it causes me to declare, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me so when I get to the next problem and I get to the next enemy in the next valley I'll sit down with confidence I can eat right here you know why surely goodness and mercy they're going with me God I'll eat where you tell me
you stand with me? I feel the Holy Ghost. Some of us have come in here today starving. Spiritually starving. Because my mind has been on my enemies. And I can't get the blessing I wanted. And I can't feel the presence of God that I wanted. Because I'm looking at my problems. Can I go a little further? Some of us may be here today and your faith is so broken that you've questioned whether God answers prayer because you've prayed for deliverance and you've prayed for the enemies to be gone and they're still sitting there and you've come in today saying, I don't know that God really answers prayer. And I've come today to try to help somebody just sit down and dine. Just feel His presence. Take a few moments and say, now God, there's my problems. Yep, they're sitting there. There's my problems in my home, yeah. There's my job. It's still there. I see it. There's that thing I've been battling. It's, it's right across the table from me, Lord. But today, in His presence, there's fullness of joy. And God, whenever you're ready to deal with them, whenever you're ready to deal with the other dinner guests, that's fine. But as for me, I'm dining today I will eat and taste and see the goodness of God all over this building today would you just lift your hands and begin to talk to the Lord come on now why don't you just take a pause from praying for deliverance you can come boldly before the throne of grace yes but why don't you take a pause from that and just for a moment say, God, I want to feel the touch of the Holy Ghost today. God, I'm here. Feed me. Hallelujah. 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 I'm opening this altar on this Sunday morning. The Master's calling. Come and dine. Come, just abide in my presence. Would you come on this Sunday morning? The Master set a table for you. Come on, the Master. Put this right here. Oh, I feel it in the Holy Ghost. The Master gave you this moment on this Sunday morning for a purpose. I shall not fear what men can do unto me. If the master called me, if the master set the table, I'm here. Yes, yes. Why don't you take a moment and just tarry, just tarry in the presence of God. You have been listening to an audio sermon from Apostolic Worship Center located in Norman, Oklahoma. We are located at 3221 North Porter Avenue, Norman, Oklahoma, 73071. Our service times are Sunday at 10 o'clock a.m. and 6 o'clock p.m. And we also have various ministries happening on Wednesday night. 
For more information, visit our website, www.awcnorman.com. You can call us at 405-329-1285 or email us at info at awcnorman.com. We hope that this recording has been a blessing to you.